You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. All right, everybody, thanks for listening uh, to the Matt Walsh Podcast. I apologize. I sound disgusting right now, more disgusting than usual because I have a, a cold. I always have a cold. I always have a cold because I have kids. And that's the one thing they never, they never uh, uh, tell you that ahead of time in the, the pre-parenting classes that I never took uh, about the, the fact that these are little buckets of disease and you'll just constantly be, they're just constantly bringing sickness. Even when you don't take them out of the house, they still find a way to bring sickness in. I don't know how they do it. It's almost impressive. But anyway, um, and of course, I call, I, I call them buckets of disease in a, as in effect, a very affectionate way. That's my pet name for my kids. Um, <clears throat> hey, little buckets of disease. Anyway, so I wanted to talk uh, quickly about. Um, uh, obviously, there was this terrorist attack in uh, in California, which which uh, uh, I, I would predict by Monday, at the latest. Uh, by this coming Monday, it will not be in the headlines anymore because it was a terrorist attack uh, perpetrated by Muslims. Now, if this was, you know, obviously if these were white people doing this, um, then uh, it'd be headline news for weeks probably. Um, But because it was Muslims, doesn't work with the narrative. We're not going to hear much about it. So while it's still a topic of conversation, uh, and I wrote something about this last night, but there's one thing I really want to focus on because this element in particular um, is is being ignored and buried, but it's very important. Uh, political correctness. I think it could be accurately said that political correctness is now literally killing us. Okay, so we, we know, backing up for a moment, of course, like I just said, we know that uh, this particular mass terrorist killing was uh, brought to us by uh, Syed Farouk and Tashfin Malik. Things I pronounced it. They they staged this brutal, sophisticated assault on an office Christmas party in Southern California. Slaughtered fourteen people, injured many others, died in a shootout. Okay, we know all that. And they were both Muslim, of course. We know that. And we knew early on, um, at least once these uh, terrorists were identified, we started finding out that Farouk had recently traveled overseas to the Middle East. He returned with a wife that he met online. So I think she was a Pakistani national now. He was described as very religious, very Muslim early on. And yet uh, for... Hours, even up until the, the, even up till now, days now, as I'm recording this, even now the liberals in the media pretend they don't know if this is terrorism or not. Uh, and I remember before the identities of the of the terrorists were revealed, 
I, I remember I was watching CNN, and they were sort of dancing very awkwardly around this. Um, and I, I think it was Anderson Cooper, and uh, he kept he kept reminding his audience over and over again that you know this isn't necessarily international terrorism. He kept saying that internet it, it it's not necessarily international terrorism. And he was talking to a guest, and his guest said, "Well, yeah, it could be international terrorism. It could be uh, uh, domestic terrorism." And Anderson Cooper said, "Yeah, but it doesn't. Have, they're not necessarily ideologies from overseas." It could be domestic terrorists with domestic motivations. So you see what they were, they were so terrified to even say the word Muslim or Islam. That's what they were, that's what he was saying. He's like international terrorism. What he was saying is it's not necessarily Muslim terrorism. It's not, it's not, it's not ideologies from overseas. So desperate to not even say the word. The word that we're all thinking and that we all know is true. And then you had all this ridiculous speculation that uh, the incident was sparked by an argument that uh, Farouk had with a coworker at a party. As if, as if someone would get into an argument and then rush out the door, grab rifles, explosives, body armor, recruit an accomplice in, you know, in a few moments, just, hey, do you want to come? And then someone comes and then engage in this coordinated attack and then escape in a black SUV and do all that sort of in the spur of the moment. Yeah, that that, that was a that's a that was a really um, uh, intelligent theory, right? But while the media feigned confusion about the motives and religious convictions of the killers, the rest of us, <clears throat> and if you were watching this on TV as as it was, as it was unfolding, uh, watching in horror, but unfortunately in what's become sort of a routine horror because we're so used to seeing this kind of thing. But if you were watching this on TV, like I was, you knew you knew before anyone even told you, before you knew their names, before anything was identified, before they were even killed in the shootout. As soon as you heard that it was two or more heavily armed assailants attacking a soft target with high-powered weaponry, tactical gear, explosives, doing it in a coordinated way that was clear that they you know, had planned and trained for this, as soon as you heard that, you, you thought, okay, Muslims, terrorism, definitely. There, there's little chance of it being anything else. It's not racist to make that assumption. It's rational. You know, I'd love to be proven wrong sometime, but that's really up to the Muslim community to prove me wrong. I can't really, I mean, can you think of an example uh, in the last, uh, besides Columbine, can you think of an because I think that's the one example in the last twenty years or so of um, non-Muslim of, of a of a group of two or more heavily armed people, non-Muslim people, walking into a place and uh, shooting civilians at random. Now I know that lone, you know, there's the lone gunman, the white guy, the crazy white guy, uh, not always crazy, evil, whatever that happens but when it's two or more and it's this it's this coordinated attack it's almost always muslim <clears throat> but of course we're supposed to pretend that we don't recognize that or realize that we're supposed to pretend as we watch the news that we haven't watched the news in 20 years but this is where political correctness leads and it's even worse than that because in this case political political correctness um as i said may have indirectly killed 14 people because there are these reports that came out not long after the shooting 
that um, some people in the neighborhood, at least one person, might have been more, noticed suspicious activity around the house where uh, these uh, Muslim terrorists were living, noticed suspicious activity, didn't call the police because they didn't want to be guilty of racial profiling. And, I mean, just think about that. This is someone or multiple people saw a group of strange Middle Eastern men engaged in suspicious activity in the neighborhood and didn't say anything because it wouldn't be politically correct to say something. And you know how they felt. They probably felt guilty because that's what political correctness does. It makes you feel guilty for being rational because they knew whoever it was that was looking at this, you know, it's whatever the middle of the night, they're Middle Eastern men huddled around doing shady things. And they knew that, okay, if they saw this same thing with white teenage girls or middle-aged white men or elderly Chinese women, uh, they wouldn't, yeah, they might think oh, it's a little strange, but they wouldn't be suspicious of terrorist activity. They were suspicious of these men primarily because of who they were, not what they were doing. And that made them feel dirty inside that they had these suspicions based on who the people were. Because we're told we're not supposed we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be you know colorblind to that, and our culture has convinced us that these really logical, reasonable suspicions um, are rooted in some kind of underlying racism. And so the people that could have reported this, possibly thwarted the attack before it happened, ignored it and moved on. And then we know what happened next. So here's the point. There's really no reason to be suspicious in that way of uh, elderly Chinese women, white teenage girls, middle-aged white men, at least not in groups, because they aren't the ones carrying out terrorist attacks. They're just not. Yeah, the disturbed lone white guy, like the Robert Deere, the, 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 the guy, who, the, the shooting in the Planned Parenthood, Lived by himself in the woods, uh, didn't have electricity, abused animals, used to hide in the bushes to spy on women, babbled about conspiracy theories. Yeah, if you know somebody like that, (coughs) especially if their violent tendencies are already known, then yeah, you should be suspicious of them. But when it comes to coming together in groups to plot out elaborate sieges on, uh, you know, local office complexes and government buildings, Muslims do that. That's almost exclusively a Muslim thing. That's just the truth. It's just like if you're walking down the street alone at night, you see a a young black guy coming towards you. It's rational to be more wary of that than you'd be if you saw a young white lady coming towards you. Because blacks are only 13% of the population, but they commit a vastly disproportionate number of homicides and other violent crimes. Uh, And so that's the reality. We all know that reality. And you can come up with whatever, whatever reason you want to, to explain that statistic of why blacks commit uh, more crimes. You could say oh, it's environmental, it's systematic racism, you know, whatever reason you want to come up with. It doesn't matter. The facts are still the facts. And people recognize those facts inherently, innately, and they adjust themselves accordingly. But, plan- but political correctness tells us that we shouldn't. <clears throat> Uh, just like if you're getting on a, 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 a plane and you see a, a Middle Eastern guy in a turban, you're not supposed to be any more disturbed by that than you would be if you saw an old white guy in a trucker hat. 
And this is the point that I want to make about political correctness because it's an important point. You know, we have to understand what political correctness is exactly, uh, what it's designed to do, because I think we have some, I think there are some mis, you know, mis, mis uh, interpretations on that point. Political correctness nowadays doesn't mean that you're polite. You know, if you're politically correct nowadays, it doesn't mean that you're polite, doesn't mean you're considerate, kind, none of that. It means that you're delusional. You're intellectually dishonest, most of all. So when you have uh, someone like Donald Trump, for instance, mocking a disabled person, you shouldn't defend him on the grounds that, well, he's being politically incorrect. It's so great that he's being politically incorrect. It is good to be politically incorrect, but that's not politically incorrect to mock a disabled person. That's just that's just incorrect behavior. Mocking the disabled makes you an idiot, not a warrior against the PC police. Because the PC police aren't the ones who are going to be upset by that, although they might be, but they're not the, they're not the only ones. Any decent human being will say, well, that's inappropriate. You shouldn't do that. <clears throat> and it is inappropriate. But the PC police are primarily concerned with making sure we are... It's not that they want us to be decent or civil or accept these standards of etiquette. They want to make sure that we accept falsehoods. Whatever else it used to mean, politically correct now simply means untrue. If something is politically correct, it is untrue. It is uh, foolish, reckless, dangerous. Now, especially in this case. That's what it means to be politically correct. Uh, the, the people that are that are interested in enforcing standards of political correctness, what they're trying to really do is enforce lies. Um, and the PC police, all that stuff, it's really an assault on truth. That's why I'm not a big fan of politically correct, politically incorrect. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the, of the terms, the phrases. Because... They don't, they don't quite capture what's going on. If somebody wants you to be politically correct, it almost, you know, if you don't know any better, politically correct sounds relatively harmless. Or politically correct, you know. Well, it's got the word correct in it. It sounds harmless. Um, and there was a time maybe when politically correct just meant, you know, that, you, that, that you're uh, uh, polite. But it doesn't mean that anymore. Because liberalism has become, uh, at this point, has become entirely disconnected from reality. It, is, it has been entirely divorced, severed from reality. And now what it's trying to do is to rip all the, the rest of us away from reality. Stigmatize reality and truth. And that's what all this PC stuff is about. And in this case, because someone or a few people... Uh, bought into it or were afraid of what would happen if they upset the PC folks, you know, you end up with 14 people dead. I don't put this, you know, the people that didn't report it, it's not their fault. They're not the ones who chose to do this. But our culture, our society, I think, uh, bears some of the blame for at least not preventing this one. All right, um, that's going to do it for me. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, Crew Chase Salus, Godspeed.